Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. It is Monday, September 6th, which means that this week, Thursday, we get the first NFL football game of 2021. Thursday Night Football, the Cowboys facing Tom Brady and the defending champions of the Super Bowl, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are here. We made it. The next podcast, I will be telling you my starts and sits for that game. Can you believe that? We're going to be going over starts and sits. We're not going to be talking about someday this player might be... No, we're saying tomorrow. This is the player you're starting. It, it feels great to be back, to be back in a, in, in a football week. And we're in this strange holding, holding tank right now. We're listening up. We're here. We've made it. We've, we've gone over bold predictions. We've gone over players I'm staying away from. We've gone over players that I really like. We've gone over quarterbacks, running backs, sleepers, breaks out, booms, busts. We've, we've done it all. And now we wait for the season to start. So I wanted to address a few things, fantasy football related, that aren't specific players or situations, but, but about the world in which, which the profit exists. Sometimes people ask me, they're like, how long are you planning on doing this TikTok podcast thing? Is this just a few years? Are you planning on trying to make this a career? My, my initial reaction is to say, as long as I can do it for, as long as I can do this. I understand, though, that I'm not going into broadcasting. I'm an economics and management major, not, not a sports journalism major. So there's a, a fair chance that at some point this will end. But I don't say that. I say for as long as I, I, I can keep it going. But then I think a little farther, and I think there's one thing really that might make me stop. That's not, I have a job now and I can't sacrifice the time. There's one thing about this fantasy football biz that we're in that, that, that I don't like, that I dislike enough that I could see myself at some point kind of withdrawing from this hobby. And it's the community. The fantasy football community has become extraordinarily toxic. This is a this is a, a fun game. It's a fun hobby. It's a way some of you make some extra money. But it's a game. It's a game based on a game. The stakes aren't life or death. Yet we've got people yelling at each other, making fun of each other, bullying each other for fantasy football. And it disgusts me because I, I started playing fantasy football when I was about eight years old and it was a way for me and my friends to, to play fantasy football and have something to talk about when we, when we got to church choirs uh, during Sunday night. That's, that's when we started it. And it became a way to, to keep in touch with those friends once they moved away. 
became a way to keep in touch with them when they went to college. It, it still is. It's a fun game. But the community around it has become so ostentatious and just downright toxic that that is the thing that would, that would make me stop doing this. The gatekeeping. Goodness, the gatekeeping. I mean, I remember my first experience with it. I, I posted a picture on a Facebook page when I was about 11 years old of my team. It's a six-man league. And I got harassed as a, as a child by these grown men telling me that I'm an idiot for being in a six-man league. That isn't a community that I want to be part of. That's not a hobby that I want put put next to my name when people think of me. And I see it now on TikTok. I mean, we all know Twitter is a is a dumpster fire, for lack of better words. I mean, you got you can you I, I could go on Twitter right now and say, I think football is a good game and I like watching it. And I have people sending me death threats and trying to dox me. Twitter is a horrible place, full of horrible people. But TikTok, for a while, when I first started this, it was fun. It was engaging with people in the comments. It was fun, debating. But now I'm seeing more and more black and white, you're wrong, I'm right, when we haven't even seen these players play. I can make a video saying, I'm worried about someone's injury. And I'll get people coming on yelling at me that I'm an idiot and he's going to prove me wrong. And at some point, it goes from, a fun way to make friends and be in contact and engage with the football season to something that's stressful, some a, a source of negativity in my life. And that is the thing that would make me stop doing this. There's another thing I want to talk about. For a while, this is my, my side of this. This is just all from my perspective. This isn't truth, black and white. This is just from the head of Calvin. For a while, it seemed that there were a few professional fantasy football TikTok, not TikTokers, uh, uh, podcasters, pages. There were a few professional ones, you know, the fantasy footballers, Matthew Barry, ESPN. And that was it. And then there were a lot of, you know, Instagram pages, blogs, people just doing their own thing, like me. But now it's getting more and more competitive because people realized you can make money. People realized you can make money. I realized that last year. It went from a fun hobby to, oh, I can afford rent. So people realize there's money involved now and it got more competitive. You have to compete with more people to get views. You have to buy better cameras, better lighting, better microphones to get the views. But this is what happened. People started pumping out content for the sake of pumping out content. We saw a hiatus of me for a few, for like a day or two when I said, I don't really have anything to say right now. We're waiting for the season to start. And I just didn't post fantasy football. And I probably lost money. I probably lost followers because I didn't want to say predictions and fantasy football outlooks for the sake of doing that. I didn't have anything to say, so I didn't. But you go on Twitter, you go on TikTok or Instagram, and there's this idea that if you're not posting five to 10 times a day, you're, you're losing. So you get these people coming on there and saying, this is the player that will win you your league. Listen, little Jordan Humphrey. He's a wide receiver for the Saints. With an improved offensive line and coaching staff, he will be the next Randy Moss. Little Jordan Humphrey, he's not going to play. He's not going to play. He's not going to do anything. You can just find players on the depth chart, search for stats that, that look good or sound good, that have no context, and you can pump out players and, and steals and hot takes because there's no consequence for being wrong at this point. 
And it's creating this really weird, this really weird dynamic where suddenly I posted a video about how I like, uh, who was it? Who did I even say? C.D. Lamb. I was like, I like C.D. Lamb. He'll be good. And people were like, we already know that. Tell us, like, it's okay to like a good player. Why must we force ourselves to find backup fifth string tight ends and say they're breakouts? They're not. They probably won't touch the field. All right. I know it's fun to have sleepers and booms and busts, but at some point, Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey, those are the guys who are actually getting you points, not these, these bench roster spots. So, so I, I'm just getting tired and exhausted of the toxicity of people screaming and yelling at you while pumping up these players who will never touch the field and saying they're the league winner. You have to follow me. I know the league winners. They, they never touch the field. Someone comments, what happened to that prediction about little Jordan Humphrey? He never touched the field. He said he was the next Randy Moss. They block them, delete the comment, and it never happened. Content for the sake of content and gatekeeping and toxicity, especially against young people who don't know much about football, that is going to destroy fantasy football the way that those traits have destroyed many other hobbies and communities because it deters new people from getting involved. A new person says, I want to give this a shot. They go online and say, who should I start this week? Ah, oh, you idiot. You stupid. You shouldn't have. That's not fun. No one's going to do that. And at some point, a lot of people who make the content are going to stop because we hate, I know I hate, being yelled at for everything. So that is why I will probably stop making fantasy football content at some point. And it'll be sad. I've been making this stuff for three years now. I love it. But it will stop at some point, and that is why. It's not going to be a time commitment issue because I make time for things I love. It will be the community forcing me to no longer love fantasy football. On that note, it's time for a sponsor. <laughs> oh, man, segues, transitions. Actually, before we talk about our sponsor today, I want to talk to you about two players. I know I said I want to talk about players, but we're going to. Uh, I I'm going to talk about uh, two players that I want you all to just keep your eyes on. Uh, maybe if you're in a league with you know eight bench spots, just pick them up and stash them so that you don't have to spend your waiver priority on them. All right, the first player that we are going to talk about is Tyson Williams. Tyson Williams is going to be about the third string running back for the Baltimore Ravens. And I actually think that he could be, <laughs> I hate doing this, but a league winner. I think he could be a league winner. Right now, he's above the depth chart on Justice Hill, technically. But I think at some point, he might overtake Gus Edwards for that main running back role. Not week one, not week two, not week three. But I went back, I watched a ton of what he did in college, and I was really impressed by how he played. And now, Gus Edwards, in a tandem with Justice Hill, I don't think Justin Hill is good enough to stay on the field. I think Tyson Williams is better. Tyson will get that opportunity out of necessity. It's a running team. J.K. Dobbins goes down. Next man up. That next man is Tyson Williams. And I don't think it will take long for Tyson to show that he is a talented player who's capable of a large workload. Will he be a workhorse running back this year in Baltimore? No. Gus Edwards is a good running back too. But... Tyson could be the number two guy or possibly the number one guy in that tandem. 
and have a pretty solid fantasy season. He's going undrafted completely in all leagues. So I recommend just stashing him on your bench and seeing how this backfield shakes out. But Tyson Williams, I got a good feeling about him. Now, let's talk about the sponsor. The sponsor of this show right now is Empire Fantasy Football. Empire Fantasy Football is a new and dynamic way to play fantasy football. It's an awesome website where you draft your team. It's auction-based, and you can draft any player you want within your budget. It's not like, oh, he got McCaffrey, now I have... No, you can get McCaffrey if your friend gets McCaffrey. It's a budget team, but then you go up against everyone else. So if you want to test out your skills, not just against your 12 friends, but against 50,000 people, Empire Fantasy Football is the way to do that. The link to this website is currently in my bio, um, and I would recommend just giving it a look, checking it out. They've got an awesome video on their webpage explaining the exact process of how you play. But I would recommend just checking it out and maybe giving it a shot. I'm doing it this year because I, I found this website and I thought this looks really, really neat. And uh, I just wanted to tell you all about it. We, we worked out a deal. I, I mentioned it and it's a sponsor of the podcast. But I only sponsor things or let sponsor me things that I actually think are good. Products that I actually use myself. My prize pick sponsorship. I use prize picks every week. I play. I'm not telling you all things, go buy this, go do this, that I'm not doing. So Empire Fantasy Football, I'm, I'm doing it because it looks fun. And I want to let you all know that I think you would enjoy it too. So go check it out. Empire Fantasy Football. Alrighty. The next player that I want to discuss, I've talked about them before, but as we get to, to the start of the actual season, just throw Terrace Marshall and Rondale Moore on your bench and stash them. Please, please, please stash them, especially Terrace Marshall. Rondale Moore, I think, will take more time. I think he'll be second half of the season. He'll have some breakout games. But Terrace Marshall, uh, the LSU rookie playing for the Carolina Panthers, I think he could take over as Sam Darnold's favorite target faster than people think. Uh, usually people say uh, rookie wide receivers don't make that instant impact. But when he was on LSU playing, he looked better than sometimes than Justin Jefferson. He was younger, he got hurt, and he opted out for part of the last year due to COVID. But when he was on the field, he was a fantastic player. He's 6'3", 203 pounds, runs a 4.440 yard dash. He's an athletic freak. Reminds me of a fast Kenny Galladay or faster Kenny Galladay around the end zone goal line. He will be the go-to target. So just stash Terrace Marshall on your bench right now. And Rondale Moore, we've talked about it. He is a speedy wide receiver. Cardinals, they have shown they want a speedy wide receiver. They drafted Andy Isabella. Second round, things didn't work out. Uh, I know Christian Kirk is there, DeAndre Hopkins is there, but in an air raid offense, there will be enough volume to, for everyone to be relevant. And Rondale Moore could earn that number two role or at least have enough big plays to be fantasy relevant. He might be a boomer bust player, but you want that on your bench. So get rid of the guy who's going to get you a consistent two points and grab the guy who might get you 30. Well, probably not 30, but you know what I mean. You know where it's going to swing for the fence with your last pick in your draft and pick up. Rondale Moore, and Terrence Marshall. All righty. That's really all I wanted to say. I just wanted to give you my thoughts about the fantasy football world and what I'm thinking about it right now heading into the third year of The Profit. Uh, and I wanted to just drop those, those three names before everyone's drafts are over. Uh, and now we wait for the start of football. I will be back on Wednesday for the first starts and sits 
podcast of the season with the Thursday night preview and my prize picks over under selection. So stay tuned for that. And I will see you all next time.